0: Welcome to today's St. Paul's Church of the Voyager podcast. I'm Pastor Rob Fiesler, and I am glad that you are listening today. My name is Todd Vosper. I'm one of the lay servants here at the church, and I've had the privilege of preaching a couple times this year. Well, have you ever put together a puzzle? It's interesting, isn't it? how that same box of cardboard cutouts can either create so much frustration or a sense of accomplishment and joy. To introduce our topic today, which is Joshua's renewal of Israel's covenant uh, with God. But if you hang with me for just a few minutes, we'll see if we can make some sense of it. Now, earlier during the threshold moment, of Israel from Egypt and then bringing them to the promised land under Moses. The message of these verses is clear and well summed up in verse 12 and the end of verse 13. It was not by your bow or sword. It was I, God, who gave you this land. And what is also made clear is Is that God delivered on his promises to Israel that he made through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? He has kept his covenant. Now let's take a closer look at verses 14 and 15. Now, this is Joshua now concluding his speech in his own words. Now, therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity. And faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but as for me, and my family, we will serve the Lord. Now, isn't it interesting that God, in those earlier verses, has laid out a cut and dry case for His faithfulness to Israel, based on all that He has done for them? You would think that Joseph, uh, Joshua, excuse me would just simply say, yeah, what he said. But Joshua over and over calls on Israel to put away these foreign gods. And God has made clear in his recounting that these other gods were not able to do what he has done to deliver Israel from Egypt and bring them safely to this land. Wouldn't it be a fair question to ask, why is Israel having such a problem denying these other gods? Is there something, perhaps, something else that's going on here? Well, there's a peculiar story way back at the start of Joshua's career in chapter 5 that may give us some insight. Israel is preparing to take the city of Jericho. And as Joshua looks up, there's a man standing before him with a sword. He asked the man, are you one of us? Are you one of our adversaries? The man replied, neither. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Now, did you catch that? Neither. Neither. You see, Joshua was asking the wrong question. The issue wasn't, is God with Israel? But rather, is Israel going to be with God? This isn't about Israel's story. This is about God's story. Is it possible, then, that Israel's penchant for these other gods stems from their fixation on their own story? That God is simply another character in it to be used whenever it suits them, much as they use these other gods? We learned last week that God is a jealous God, and there is no room in his story for other gods. And Joshua knows this only too well. As chapter 24 continues, Joshua doubts Israel's stated intention to serve God. And finally, in verses 23 through 24, we read, Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. Notice Joshua is telling them two distinct things to do. The people respond We will serve the Lord our God and obey him. You see what's missing? There is no agreement from the people to throw away those other gods. At the foot of Mount Sinai, God told Israel they were to be a priestly kingdom and a holy nation, but they can't be his people if they can't faithfully serve him alone. And the truth is, they can't fulfill that role as a priestly kingdom or holy nation if they can't be part of God's story. Maybe we could uh, rephrase Joshua's challenge as this. Whose story do you choose? Your own, or God's. Well, the truth is, we can't fulfill our role in God's story if we aren't, uh, if we are part focused on our story. Now, remember the puzzle. Here we go. When we are focused on our story, the puzzle is all about us, and God is reduced to just one piece. And whether by apathy or inattention or outright neglect, it's all too easy to lose track of that piece, perhaps never to be found again. Or we might spend so much time trying to fit Other pieces into that God-shaped hole, success, wealth, prestige, that we never get around to trying the piece that actually fits. In any case, our puzzle, the puzzle all about us, will be one piece short, frustrating, incomplete, and unfulfilled. Now, on the other hand, if we are part of God's story, we will be only one piece, but we will be one complete piece that fits perfectly into this incredibly beautiful picture that is the kingdom of God. And as each one of us finds our place, that picture grows and more of the kingdom is revealed. Now, before we finish today, let's take a moment and think about what we've done this morning. We all participated in a covenant today, didn't we? It's called the baptismal covenant. And it wasn't only Harper's parents who made promises to God, but all of us, and we made promises to their family as well, that we would surround them with love and forgiveness so they might grow in their trust in God and be found faithful in their service to others. To become true disciples who walk in God's ways. My friends, what we promised to do was to help Harper choose God's story. Well, how do we do that? By living out that choice in our own individual in corporate lives as her example. When we come together to worship as a family, despite all of our differences, we show her that choosing God's story isn't about being right, but about being accepted into a forgiving family of forgiven sinners. When she sees us out in town respond with grace to that angry driver even though we had the right of way. She sees that choosing God's story sometimes requires the humility to show love and seek peace rather than vindication. And when we step out of our comfort zone to serve those less fortunate, maybe at a place like Ladle Fellowship, or she sees us forego the newest iPhone so that instead we can give to those with less. She sees that choosing God's story often comes with a cost. But after watching us, hopefully she will also choose God's story and find her fit in it. And the picture will grow and a little more of the kingdom will be revealed through Harper's life of faith. Now, as you leave today, I have some puzzle pieces placed near the exits, and I would encourage you to pick up a piece and take it with you as a reminder, as that Ebenezer, as we sang a little bit earlier, about our covenant with God and about choosing. What will your puzzle piece represent this week? Will it be the missing piece that leaves you frustrated and searching in your own story? Or will this piece represent a complete and fulfilling life in God's? Whose story will you choose? Let us pray. Dear Lord, In this life, there are so many things that tug at our loyalties, and so many times that we choose poorly. Thank you for your faithfulness, always. Thank you for your gift of grace through your son, who has fulfilled the law that we could not keep. Thank you for the indwelling Holy Spirit who is the only one who could change our hearts that otherwise would incline to chase after calves of gold. Lord, strengthen us to make the right choice to choose your story and empower us by your spirit that through our words and actions we might reflect your kingdom. We pray all these things through Jesus Christ. Amen.